Welcome into Road to the Draft. Casey Phillips here with senior writer and editor Scott Smith. And as always, we come to you every week this time of year with what all is going on in the Buccaneers world that could affect who and when and what they'll draft. So, free agency may have a thing or two to do with it. Yeah. This is kind of an interesting time of year for this. Of course, there's always around now, there's still some moves that could be made, but at the time of us filming, we have kind of two main things we, that have happened that we felt like would be really good to talk about. And uh, the first one is the signing of Jamel Dean and what that means and does it mean the Bucks are less likely to draft a corner or DB of any kind? Yeah, we talked about last week about not only um, our own mock drafts on Buccaneers.com, but a lot of the mock drafts out there have paired the Bucks with a corner at pick number 19, like a Deontay Banks from Maryland, partly because there's a lot of value at that position in this year's draft, and partly because, to be honest, most people didn't think the Buccaneers were, were going to be able to sign Jamel Dean, but they did, which is fantastic, and now they have two still mid-20s signed for several years outside corners in Carl Tate and Davis and Jamel Dean, and it's clearly not a need outside corner right now. However, if you look at the depth chart, you don't really have an obvious candidate to play in the slot. And I say that because head coach Todd Bowles has said that Antoine Winfield Jr. is going to focus on one spot this year. Last year he was playing kind of safe, hybrid safety and, and slot corner. And I would suspect that means probably safety because they want him to be a playmaker all over the field. So you need a slot corner. Sean Murphy Bunting has not been resigned. He could eventually be an option if he comes back, but you don't really have an obvious candidate there. And that's why I say if Alabama's safety, Brian Branch makes it to 19, and he's kind of all over the board on the draft. So some people would say he'd never make it there to 19, and sometimes he does. If he makes it there to 19, he might be a really intriguing pick for the Buccaneers because not only do they have three safeties, on the free agent market right now, but they don't really have a slot corner and Brian Branch can play both of those positions. He could end up being your nickel if you get him. So I think that's a guy the Buccaneers would be very interested in, a, a playmaker, a very heady and intelligent guy, and a guy that a lot of people said was really important to that great Alabama defense. All right, and then I know last week on Road of the Draft, we talked briefly about Donovan Smith's departure, what that could mean in terms of drafting an offensive lineman or a tackle, but now there have been a few more developments on the offensive line front. So instead of just tackle, kind of the line overall, what do you see as what's happened recently in free agency and how it's going to affect what the Bucks might do in terms of drafting that entire line? Yeah, I still think the Buccaneers could be looking at a tackle at pick number 19, and we've talked about that before because it's been a little while since Donovan got released. And we talked in our show earlier, today about how um, it's possible you could move Tristan Wirfs to left tackle. If you look at all the mock drafts now, it looks as if Paris Johnson Jr. of Ohio State, Peter Scaranzi of the great Northwestern University, and uh, and Broderick Jones of Georgia will probably be gone by 19. But there's still a number of guys that in the next year that the Bucks could have a shot at, like Dewan Jones, like Anton Harrison of Oklahoma. And the one that I wanted to highlight here is Darnell Wright of Tennessee. He's a big guy. He's 6'5", 333 pounds. He's got a great wingspan. Um, he's relatively fast for his size. And he has started a lot. He, and he has started started at both right tackle and left tackle, and the reason that's interesting is because last year he started and played very well at right tackle, so if you wanted to move um, uh, Tristan to left, he could step right in, mm -hmm. or if you thought he could play left tackle like he did in his junior season, maybe you look at him there, it at least gives you some versatility with those two guys. Uh, the Buccaneers have some options there in the interior line, like um, Luke Gedeke if he doesn't play tackle, and uh, 
Robert Hainsey and Nick Leverett, um, a couple others, but um, that's still a position the Buccaneers could look at at 19 because probably if they took an interior lineman there, they'd probably get the first one off the board at that position in the draft. So they could maybe take Osiris Torrance of Florida, um, another really big guy, 6'5", 330, another guy with not only a long wingspan, but really big hands. And, uh, you know, the Buccaneers could draft a guy that they could plug right in and, and build up that interior depth and, and have more versatility with guys like Robert Hainsey and Luke Gettike. All right. I mean, man, the offensive line is yet again a position that's going to be so interesting this year. We said it last year, and it was interesting. And then it's now be some movement. a lot of movement, a lot of potential new faces or even just same faces, different positions. It's going to be interesting to see in the draft and this whole offseason. That is going to do it for us on this edition of Road to the Draft. We'll see you next week.